2: What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Hopefully you had a really good Labor Day. Some of you worked, some of you had the day off and still worked. And some of you might have just hung out around the house with the family and just enjoyed the day as you should if you could. So uh, here we are, Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. Your boy Q here as always. You know you can find me on Twitter, as many of you do, at your boy Q254. And of course, always got the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line wide open like some old school TV antenna, 707 654 Four four six nine three. do want to let you know today's episode is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, great low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. Make sure you let them know that the Lockdown Raiders podcast sent you and they know that I'm doing my job. I'll tell you all about them a little bit later on in today's show. Speaking of today's show, coming up, segment number three, your calls and texts. Got a lot of them. Got a lot of feedback. There was a lot to talk about on Monday, wasn't there? It was Labor Day. I know everyone didn't work on Monday, but boy, it did not stop the Raiders from grabbing a lot of headlines. And there was a lot of conversation around the silver and black. So got a lot of calls, a lot of texts. I'll try to get to as many as possible coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, signed, sealed, and delivered. Linebacker K.J. Wright is now an official member of the Silver and Black. It's a guy that a lot of folks have been talking about. A lot of folks been tweeting at me. Q, is K.J. Wright, is the signing official? Is he there yet? Is he in town? I mentioned on Monday's show he's in town. It'll be official pretty soon. Well, he was out there practicing on Monday. When we got out there for the the stretching part and the individual parts that we were allowed to view, it was, I mean, I say it's supposed to be 30 minutes. It was really about five to six minutes. But I was able to get a couple of videos of KJ working out and, and uh, doing some stretching. One dude is a monster. He is all of six foot four and 246 pounds. He is that dude. He is a monster and he stood out and uh, he was wearing number 34. So he signed, sealed, and delivered and he met with the media following practice. So I got the breakdown of KJ Wright's media session that he had. It was supposed to be him and Peyton Barber, the new running back for the Raiders, but Peyton Barber never showed up. And we were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and he never showed up. So that wasn't any good and I guess he's going to meet with the media today but KJ Wright did it was about 11 or 12 minute media session he was great uh, I got some takeaways from it got some breakdowns I want you to hear some of his sound bites and I got a lot to say about the new Raider linebacker for the Silver and Black so that's coming up in segment number two here in segment number one news and notes of the day as I always do so let's go ahead and jump right into it and To start the day off on Monday, I woke up to the news from Tom Pellicero from the NFL Network that the Raiders were releasing linebacker Tanner Muse. Uh, He put out on Twitter a surprise. The Raiders are waiving linebacker Tanner Muse. Muse was a third-round pick out of Clemson in 2020. He missed his entire rookie season because of a toe injury, took starter reps throughout camp, and was a core special teamer Third-round pick again in 2020, never played a regular season snap for the Raiders, and they waived him on Monday. So, of course, that caught, like, wildfire. And I, quote, tweeted that and said, hey, this is a surprise because, well, he was talked about so highly in camp. He was talked about as being a guy that would be a starter in their base defense. He was a guy who's a core special teams guy, and he was a guy who everyone said is hungry, is ready to get on the field because he missed his whole rookie year. So that was a, you know, it was a big deal, but... When I said that and I tweeted that out, I realized that that means that the signing of K.J. Wright must be official. And Tanner Muse or K.J. Wright, if you put them both on a scale, one is going to be greater than the other. And it's always going to be K.J. Wright. And it's not even going to be close. Simple as that. So I realized then that, okay, Tanner Muse is being released and K.J. Wright is being signed officially. And then, of course, we found out later and I'll get into the details of K.J. Wright's deal. But Tanner Muse, the third round pick in 2020, never played a regular season snap for the Raiders. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Lynn Bowden Jr., another guy who was a third-round pick in 2020, never played a down for the Raiders. He's in Miami, uh, and he's not playing at all this year because he had a a hamstring injury. They put him on IR. But that's two out of three third-round picks that the Raiders had in 2020 that never played a down with the silver and black. Now, I will put an asterisk next to Tanner Muse's name because I do believe that he's going to probably clear waivers. He's got to go through the waiver process, so any team could pick him up if they make a claim on him. But if they don't, I'm sure, that the Raiders are going to bring him back uh, and put him on the practice squad. I'm, I'm like 95% sure that that's what they're going to do. But it is a slight gamble because any team that's out there, they could put a waiver wire claim in on them and they can get them. So it's a little bit of a gamble that you got to take. But, I mean, if at the end of the day, if you lose Tanner Muse, yeah, it's not good. It does. It's not a good look. But – it's it's okay because you you got a guy like K.J. Wright. You just brought K.J. Wright in. Of course, Denzel Perryman is in the mix. Uh, You got Corey Littleton in the mix. You got Nick Kukowski in the mix. I mean, you got dudes. You got guys that can go, and oh, by the way, Nick Morrow's going to come back at some point, you think, and Javon White's going to come back at some point, you think, even though Javon White is very unproven. But you have depth there. So if you lose Tanner Muse, you lose him. But I do think that the goal, and I think that their objective, is to just have him clear through waivers, and then they'll bring him back and put him on the practice squad, which is fine. Because what I saw, and this is something I pointed out when I was at the Rams game and the 49er game, I said the Raiders are struggling to stop quarterbacks that are mobile. And people were getting on me. Q is not even the starters. Well, Tanner Muse was out there. He was a guy who was out there in action, and he didn't look that great. You know, especially in that Rams game, he was out there, and it looked like he was struggling to to make a few plays. Now, he made a couple plays in that Rams game, but uh, when it came to getting the quarterback down all the time consistently, he, he had a little bit of a struggle, so it looked like he was going to struggle. Devon Diablo, that's another guy that's in the mix, but he's young. He was in that 49er game, and he looked like he was struggling. So now you don't have to put him out there uh, early and often, especially with Lamar Jackson coming to town. So now you have guys like Tanner Muse, if he does resign and get put on the practice squad, he has time to develop. You have guys like Devon Diablo, you don't have to throw him to the wolves immediately. He has time to develop because you have dudes that have been there, done that, under Gus Bradley, and know how to get it done. I think the biggest question for me is Denzel Perryman, just can he stay healthy? That's my biggest thing. So uh, that was the big news that happened. I will say a little again uh, mentioned that two third round picks never played a down with the Raiders. Uh, that's not a good look. It's not. I don't care how you try to put lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. You have two third round picks. Mike Mayock said that that's like stealing. You should be getting starters out of the third round. You got three third round picks. You should be getting starters out of there. And right now Brian Edwards is the only guy that looks like he's going to be worth the salt and he's got to stay healthy so right now that's a miss that's a big time whiff uh swinging a miss in the third round for Mike Mayock and John Gruden in 2020 that uh those draft picks that they had they did not make the most out of those picks at all so that's that's something that cannot be ignored I don't care how big of a fan you are or how much you don't want to try to criticize the organization that's an obvious that was a miss twice and that is something that you definitely just cannot ignore now The good news that happened on Monday was that, as I mentioned at the top of the show, the K.J. Wright deal became official. Uh, K.J. Wright has a $3 million base salary that's fully guaranteed. $255,000 in per-game roster bonuses, $15,000 per game active, $1.75 million in playing time incentives, $500,000 500000 for 25%, 500000 for 45%, $375,000 for 65%, and $375,000 for 75%. So basically, he can max out with $5 million this year if he gets all his incentives. So he hits all his incentives and plays throughout the course of the season, which is something K.J. Wright, I believe, could do, and I believe he's worth it. So I'm not mad at it. I think it's a really good deal for the Raiders and potentially a really good deal for K.J. Wright if he goes out and balls out of control like everyone's hoping he does. And again, coming up in segment number two, you'll hear from K.J. Wright. He met with the media. It was a really good uh, media session. I got a few sound bites that stand out to me and want to talk about it, but very excited about the addition of K.J. Wright to The Silver and Black. Now, I just got a couple more notes for you here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. And one is a Ravens note. And, of course, I'm bringing them up. They're the first opponent up for the Raiders. They're playing on Monday, September 13th. It's well-documented. Allegiant Stadium, first game of the season. Uh, A couple notes, actually, have to do with the Ravens. On Monday, I said that running back Royce Freeman signed with the Ravens. I don't know. I guess I'm totally tunnel-visioned on the Ravens. He did not sign with the Ravens. He signed with the Panthers. Uh, I had a couple people point that out to me on Monday. I have no idea how I goofed on that, but I do appreciate everyone who reached out and was like, Hey Q, you meant the Panthers. <laughs> you didn't mean the Ravens. You meant the Panthers. So yes, Royce Freeman, who used to be a Bronco, uh, he, was actually, he actually signed with the Panthers, not the Baltimore Ravens. But this is a Baltimore Raven note. Tight end Mark Andrews agreed to a four-year, $56 million extension on Monday. $14 million a year is his average, and that's third in the league behind George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. $37.6 million guaranteed, that's second behind George Kittle. And then 67% of his contract is guaranteed, which is the highest in the league. And I bring this up only because the Raiders have a really good tight end in Darren Waller. I think you've heard of him, right? He's going to make we want to talk about value. He's going to make about 19.8 million dollars over the next 3 years. 3 years, not 1 year, not 2 years, but 3 years. So the Raiders extended him a while back and I know a lot of people thought, "Man, that's crazy. Why are you going to give money already?" That's why they felt Really good about what they had. They gave him a nice contract extension, put some money in his pocket. He felt good about it. And now all of a sudden the tight end position has just blown up. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, now Mark Andrews. When Darren Waller signs to a new extension or if they do sign up to an extension at some point, it's going to be for big bucks. But right now, one of the best values in football. That uh, actually was a note that Deshaun Reed from The Athletic passed along, so I want to make sure to show him a little bit of love for that as well. But, yeah. You want to talk about the Raiders front office and talk about all the times that they've messed up or you feel like they've messed up? Clearly right there, that was one that they got right. And my final little note, today's practice we're going to be allowed to kind of view the stretching period. It says 1050 to 1120, but I'm banking on about 1055 to about 1102. (laughs) That's about what it really is going to be. And then at 1240 Pacific Standard Time, coaches and players will be made available. So I'm not too sure who it's going to be. Peyton Barber is going to be one of them because he was supposed to meet on Monday and didn't. So he'll push back to today. I don't know if John Gruden, I think John Gruden's going to be on Wednesday, no not Wednesday, on Thursday because Wednesday got canceled. So I'm not too sure who the coach is going to be today it might be ollie greg olson it might be no gus bradley's on friday uh, so i'm not too sure who it's going to be but uh, there will be a coach and there will be at least one player and i know peyton barber for sure but uh, that's going to happen around 12:40 pacific standard time then i'll do my show from two to four on raider nation radio 920 from henderson from Raiders HQ, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Uh, so that'll be fun, 2 to 4 p.m., be a lot of fun to be able to monitor practice, then go upstairs, knock out a show, and uh, who knows what's going to happen, but there's always something going on with the silver and black, so that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, little news and notes of the day, of that Labor Day, Uh, now, coming up next, K.J. Wright, he met with the media, I got some breakdowns, got some things to say about what he had to say, and uh, you want to talk about leadership and an alpha dog, K.J. Wright is exactly that, We'll talk about it coming up in segment number two. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag, and it's that time of year again. You know what it is. College football's been going on. NFL football, it gets started on Thursday. Betonline.ag is the number one spot for all your football action all year long get all the updated odds props and contests including the half million dollar nfl mega contest and the two hundred thousand dollar nfl survivor contest open right now at betonline.ag head to the website on your mobile device or your laptop sign up today to receive 100 percent welcome bonus and don't forget take advantage of their opening day super promo what that is make a bet on thursday september 9th which is this thursday it's the season opener between tampa bay and dallas if you lose your wager is going to be refunded up to $25. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, football, baseball, boxing, UFC, horse racing, everything. They've got you covered. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team is every day.
2: Alright Raider Nation, here we are segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to break down new Raider linebacker KJ Wright's his media session that he had on Monday at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. Uh, man, just getting to kind of know him. He came in, man, he was so cool. Uh, walked in and this dude is huge, man. Don't 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 get it twisted, man. When I was there watching practice the very small window that we had, uh, people from the Raiders were telling me like, Q, this dude's a monster. You know, just getting him in, getting him through the protocols, getting to know him and you know dealing with him up close and personal like this dude is just he's just huge he's just bigger than everybody else and i'm telling you finding him at practice was easy he's wearing number 34 as opposed to number 50 34 was his high school number 34 was his college number and 34 was the number that his dad wore so he's wearing 34 instead of 50 so that's the number you look for with the raiders but uh man this dude is not hard to find because he just towers above everybody and he's just he's so cool He was a dude who actually acted like that he wanted to be in the media session and talk with us and answer all our questions. So there was a few soundbites. It was about 11 or 12 minute media session. There was a few little soundbites that I took away from it that I wanted you to hear and I wanted to speak on as well. So let's go ahead and, and jump right into it. The first one was just on him being in Vegas. You know, how was it
1: being in Vegas? Kind of what was the process like getting to Vegas? It was a really good feeling coming here. The vibes were really good. I've known Coach Bradley since my rookie year, and the funny thing, Coach Smith actually coached my defensive coordinator in Seattle, Ken Norris Jr., so that whole connection was there, and so it just felt really good. They told me what if I was to come here, what they would expect from me, what position, and um, I loved it, so glad I'm here. So, of course, we all know K.J. Wright visited Henderson, visited the Raiders
2: earlier in the preseason and didn't sign. He left without a deal, and they just recently got back. So after he left, did he do some homework on the team just to kind of get up to date on who they were and what they were? Here's K.J. answering that question.
1: Yeah, I uh, looked, looked up the roster, looked at the D-line, the linebackers, and um, watched, watched a little film on them, and I said, oh, these, these, guys, these guys are pretty good. I watched that preseason game that they had against um, Seattle, and so um, this team is hungry. It's really good energy here. Everybody wants to be successful um, that's in this building, and so I love it. It's really good vibes, and um, we got to make sure we start fast on Monday. Just start fast, come out ready to work.
2: So there's K.J. right there talking about the homework he did on the team, also starting fast on Monday, got to come ready to work, make that happen, and you know, someone asked, are you going to play the season opener against the Ravens, and he just kind of looked like, yeah. No doubt about it. I'm absolutely playing. And I didn't have any doubt he was going to be out there on Monday against the Ravens. But, uh, yeah, he let it be known. And I don't know. He said he's in really good shape, said he had been working, been grinding. But – uh, you know, football shape is always different, but KJ Wright's definitely going to be out there in some capacity Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens, so that's something that you could definitely take to the bank. Now, earlier you heard him mention that you know he, he played for Gus Bradley, started with him his rookie year in Seattle, and so he was asked, "What makes Gus Bradley special? Why do guys like
1: to play for him?" I would say that he cares. Gus really cares about you, and you know, I we was talking about dogs. He he bought a dog some years ago. He asked me what should he name his dog, and you know, he knows all my kids, and you know, he asked me how they doing in school, and so you can look in people's eyes and tell that they care. You know, you just got the look, and you look in people's eyes. Gus got that look, and so um, he's somebody that I always love playing for, and uh, he works his tail off. He's always in this building to make sure that this defense is going to be on point, and um, a guy like him, you know, deserves to be in, in this building, and, you know, head, head coach one day again.
2: So high respect right there from KJ Wright about defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. Heard him there at the end talk about he deserves to be a head coach again, you know. So obviously he's really rooting for him. Uh, there's a reason why Denzel Perryman uh, has been brought in because he obviously knows Gus Bradley. Of course KJ Wright knows Gus Bradley. Casey Hayward knows Gus Bradley. These are guys that are going to be key cogs on this Raiders defense, and they are all very familiar with the defensive coordinator, what he wants to bring to the table. So uh, just excited about that veteran leadership and what they could bring to the table. And uh, Gus Bradley and. Him being the defensive coordinator, I asked him, and I'm not even going to play this soundbite, but I asked him, like, why do you know that this scheme is going to work? You know, how, how does it work so, so well that so many players are able to thrive? And he said, it's simple. It's really simple. You know, it's just we don't have to think. We just go out there and play. And that's something that anyone who's been listening to this show for a long time it will know that that's something I've been saying forever. You, you got to make things so people don't have to think. Just go out there and do. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, anytime you have to think about what you're doing, you're going to be reacting slower. You're not going to do it as quickly and probably not as well as you would if you could just go to do it. If someone tells you do something, you know exactly what you're doing, you don't – boom, just go. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to pause, all that. You're always going to be better. I guarantee you, if I could just – pop on the microphone and start talking, I, I can go. It's, it's when I got to think about stuff and when I got to really try to figure out how I'm going to fit this in or how I'm going to squeeze this in is when all of a sudden it starts getting squirrely and sideways. I mean, you just you don't want to have to think. You just want to be able to go. And that's what Gus Bradley does with this scheme. He allows players to just go. And that's exactly what they need to do. Now, this next question, and this was actually one of the first questions I was asked to him, Ed Graney from uh, the Press Box on uh, ESPN Las Vegas, also from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, he actually asked this question question about if at his age and as long as he's been in the league is the burn still there for him to play at a high level this
1: was a great answer come on now hey, listen listen um this this offseason i've been pissed off all off season. i've been very very angry i've been at peace but i've been mad at the same time if that makes sense and so i got um i had a lot of people down me this offseason and um I still, I'm still keeping it going. I'm thankful to be here, but that, that burning desire you're talking about, yeah, it's, it's, it's on 100 right now.
2: Raider Nation, I could have done a whole segment just on that soundbite alone. That 20-second soundbite or whatever it was, I could have done a whole segment just on that. That's the kind of dudes that the Raiders need, guys like that, that burn hot, guys that have that chip on their shoulder. Even as long as K.J. Wright's been in the league to still have a chip on his shoulder, he has a chip on his shoulder because it took till September to get a deal. He went the whole offseason without being signed by a team. He took that personal. Remember like the last dance when Michael Jordan said, and I took that personal. (laughs) K.J. Wright took that personal. He didn't like that. He didn't like the process of going through free agency. That was the first time he ever in his career had to go through free agency, and he didn't like it. And that's good. You're getting a motivated K.J. Wright, a guy that's out to prove everyone wrong, especially Seattle. Because they could have re-signed him, and they chose to go younger, and they're kind of changing the scheme up a little bit. So that's another reason why, you know, that they uh, they they decided to move on from him. But man, he's he's motivated and ready to go, and that is the kind of players that you want. That's the kind of players that's going to help everyone around him. Be better I cannot wait to see this dude out there on the field I've been talking about for years where are the Raiders and their alpha dogs now they got a couple alpha dogs how do you go from having no alpha dogs to having a bunch of them not a bunch that's a that's an overstatement but having a few alpha dogs at the same time and you really do you got unique Ngakwe you got KJ Wright and I believe now I do believe that Max Crosby is on the verge of being an alpha dog And I just got two more clips that I want you to hear from KJ Wright's media session on Monday. And both of them have to do with the role he's going to play with the team. So the first one was what he envisions his role with the team being. He's going to explain it or he's going to answer it. But then the follow-up question is going to be, okay, well, explain what that position is. So here's the first one on what he
1: envisions his role with the team being. Uh, I would say to play the auto position. And if he needs me at any other positions on nickel, to know it and play that at a high level. And so I pride myself on knowing all three positions I've done throughout my whole career, starting at Sam, Mike, and Will. And so whatever the coach needs me to do on Sundays and Mondays, I'll be there for him.
2: So there you hear him and talk about his versatility, but he plans on playing the auto position. Now, I will say something about his versatility. In Seattle in 2020, he played out of position for about eight or nine games and still put up monster numbers. Put up absolute monster numbers, playing a position that he really had no business playing, that he shouldn't have been playing, didn't have to play, but he did for the good of the team. So he's planning on playing the auto position. So I got to give Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal a lot of credit for this because he followed up immediately and said, okay, well, for the layman who doesn't know what the auto position is how would you describe that what does the auto
1: position what does that mean the auto position is a guy that's on the ball off the ball buzzing to the flat setting edge making plays in the open field communicating helping the mic out setting the front he's just a guy that's just that just does everything blitzes come off the edge and so he's a guy that that does a lot a lot of dirty work a lot of open field tackles and so you got to be a baller out there
2: i don't know maybe i'm just a weirdo but that gets me fired up (laughs) Hearing that gets me fired up because, again, he's talking about doing all the dirty work, uh, really going in there playing major roles and doing a lot of different things uh, from that position. And, uh, you know, just all the, you know, open field tackles and rushing and, you know, getting in there, shedding tackles. And, I mean, just all kind of different things, elements of that position. That gets you excited, especially when he drops at the end. He says... Just got to be a baller out there. And that's exactly what K.J. Wright's been brought in to do is be a baller for the Raiders, somebody that they've needed for a very long time at that linebacker position. So now, uh, as I mentioned last week, the linebacker position went from being a strength to a big-time weakness to a big-time strength again. And now the strength is even stronger than it was earlier in, in the offseason, in the in the preseason and training camp when you thought Nicholas Morrow was going to play a major role and, of course, Javon White was going to be a nice backup and there was going to be other pieces. Now all of a sudden you look at it and you say, wait a minute, this thing is way strong now. If Denzel Perryman, I think that that's one of the biggest wild cards. If he stays healthy, man, that's that's just going to be a monster group. But you got K.J. Wright, man, in that, that auto position like he said, that's just going to be – that's next level right there. So now the linebacking core uh, is a big-time strength of the Raiders where it was not too long ago just a big-time weakness. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. A little sound bites from KJ Wright's media session on Monday. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I got to tell you about a couple sponsors here of the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is the title sponsor, rockauto.com. Now, I've been telling you about rockauto.com for quite a while, been telling you about all the great deals that they have online, how you can go and get parts for 30% off, 50% off. Sometimes they find a way to get 100% off. You know what I'm saying? Like They just hook it up. You can go to a chain store. You can go to a car dealership. You can get a part, but you could pay a lot of money. RockAuto.com is not going to help you do that. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years, and they're just real simple to use. That's one of the most important things as well, man. You, you go online and it's simple to find the parts you're looking for. Sometimes you get to a website and it's so damn confusing on what you're looking at, and then you try to find a certain thing and you can't find it. i tell you this, I'm that guy that if I can't figure it out in the first couple minutes, I'm just going to I'm just going to click off. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go to something else. If I can't figure it out right away, uh, it's a done deal. That's the beauty of rockauto.com. It is super easy to navigate through the website. You'll find all the parts you're looking for quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then you're going to save money at the same time. So it really doesn't get any better than that. While you're there, the only thing I ask you to do for me is there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? Just write Locked On Raiders podcast. And then they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. And then they're happy. And that's all we want is them to be happy. Check them out today at rockauto.com. I also want to tell you about DirecTV Stream. And I know, especially at this time of year, this sounds familiar. You've got one device that lets you catch up on the game live, another one that allows you to watch your favorite shows. You can watch sports highlights on your phone. You got your neighbor's best friend log in for Netflix or whatever else. Um, You don't have to have that anymore. I got a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and the great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. They come together like butt cheeks so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever. And the best part, there's no contract. So get rid of the clutter. Get rid of the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Segment number three, it is on the way.
0: You're Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is... Every day.
2: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. Straight out that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. Let's start things off with a text from Corey. Texting out of Louisville. He says, hey Q, it's your boy Corey from Louisville. Just checking to see if anything's been figured out about the ninth." Or if maybe I just missed the information just want to get some plane tickets together for me and my son, thanks. That's from Corey in Louisville. What he's talking about is the get-together that we are working on. Selena and the OC was working on it. A bunch of us were working on it. To have it at Allegiant Stadium, do a little tour, uh, hang out there, have some drinks and some food. Uh, anyway, that became way too costly, Corey, so uh, we're not going to do that. But what we are going to do, myself, Vinny Bonsignor, uh, and a couple other folks uh, from uh, in-, in Las Vegas, some folks that have uh, a venue to hang out at, have uh, agreed to... Joined at uh, every, before every home game, we're going to be at this place called the Rockstar Bar and Grill. And that's right there off the uh, off the strip. It's right on the strip, as a matter of fact. And uh, it's, it's kind of close to the airport. It's kind of close to Town Square. It's right across from Town Square. Anyway, uh, as it gets closer, I'll give you the exact address and all that other good stuff. But the Rockstar Bar and Grill is going to be the place that we will be the day before every home game. So it'll be nine times throughout the course of the 2021 season. For example, it'll be this upcoming Sunday will be there. But uh, for the game that you're talking about, that'll be uh, Saturday that will be there, right before that Chicago Bears game. So I'm encouraging everyone to come out. There's no age limit. It's going to be a lot of fun. It doesn't cost anything to get in. And there's going to be food. There's going to be drinks. There's going to be music being played. Lots of folks going to be in the building. Uh, I think we're going to have a really good time, so I'll encourage you to do that. Come out to the Rockstar Bar and Grill if you want to Google it and kind of get ahead of the game. You can do that. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm expecting and hoping uh, all the Raider Nation shows up and hangs out with us so again i'll give you more details as we get a little bit closer but since you called there you go <laughs> next up i got a call from raider boone forty-three. three he's called to talk about what the raiders really need defensively to be able to defend against really good quarterbacks in the afc west here he is raider boone 43
0: you raider boone 43 so glad to have a real raider in las vegas covering them i freaking love it i think We can go a long ways if we have somebody that can hit the running quarterback. I've said this for the last four years. We need somebody with speed that can hit guys like Mahomes and just knock them down when they start to run. That'll change the game. Keep what you're doing up. You are the best.
2: There he goes. Raider boom, 43 and hit the quarterback early and hard. Guys like KJ Wright, Unique Ngakwe, Max Crosby, Jonathan Abram, Gerald McCoy, all those guys, in my opinion, are guys who could do just that. I do think that the Raiders' defense is really going to surprise some folks. And it's not, look, I don't expect it to be lights out, but I do think it's going to be a whole hell of a lot better than what we've seen in the past few years. I really do. And hey, look, we might come back five or six games into the season and say, well, you know what? It all sounded good and looked good. It didn't shake out that way. My grandmother always used to say that my late great grandmother used to always say just because it looks good and it feels good don't mean it is good well that could be what we could be talking about in five or six weeks but I just I don't get that feeling again my gut feeling tells me this defense is going to be really good and part of it is going to be what you just said Raider Boone 43 is get to the quarterback and knock them down hit them hard thank you so much for that call I appreciate you next up is a text from the Raven Q let me preface this by stating I realize Gruden and Mayock are paid to make football decisions and I am not However, with that being said, they still make moves at times that really leave me scratching my bald head. One, they cut Regis, hoping he clears waivers so they can get him on the practice squad. Then, less than a week later, take a running back off the Washington practice squad, who by rule, they have to place on the 53-man roster. Why not just bring up Regis to free up some space on the practice squad for another O-lineman to develop, which is an obvious place of need? Two... Then they waive Tanner Muse after saving him on the IR as he healed from surgery, invest time in converting him to a linebacker, place him in the starting spot on base. Yes, I know teams run base only 30% of snaps. Then waive him after final camp cuts. Okay, they brought in Perriman and Wright, which makes some expendable, but this does not basically translate to a wasted third round pick back in 2020, which are supposed to be value picks. What are your thoughts on this cue? That is from The Raven. And thank you so much for that text. And I'm going to break it down by the way that you asked them. So let's start with Regis first. And Regis, I think, is going to be a good player. I really do. I'm excited about him, but I think that the Raiders realize that he's still young. He's not quite ready. Again, this team is a team that Mike Mayock said he believes is a playoff team. So they want playoff players out there. They want guys that got a little bit of skin in the game, have been there, done that a little bit. And... Peyton Barber has done that. And so if he's going to be a third down back, he's got a little bit of skin in the game. He's got a guy who's been there done that. Regus is a guy that they're hoping to develop. It's kind of that, it's kind of that have a guy in the minor leagues, so then they can bring him up in the major leagues. It's that depth that they're trying to build. So that's what Regus is there for. I have no problem with that. Uh, as far as Tanner Muse goes, talked about him in the, in the first segment, and yeah, I think that they want him to be a practice squad guy. I think that they ideally want to let him clear waivers, and then they'll put him on the practice squad and let him develop. I think that they planned on having him in the starting lineup in base, like you mentioned, but realized that, you know what, I don't think Tanner Muse is ready for that. I think that they understand that. Instead of just, and this is where I respect the team, and I know a lot of people don't. Instead of just saying, well, this is what our plan was. We were going to use him, and we think we could do this, and, well, we picked him in the third round, so we better do this. They decided, you know what? He's not going to get it done right now. We need to go with someone better. They brought in K.J. Wright. They brought in Denzel Perryman. They brought in two dudes that can go. K.J. Wright is an alpha dog. They, the, Tanner Muse is not an alpha dog. There's not one scenario where you would say you wouldn't take K.J. Wright over Tanner Muse. Now, I get when it comes to the third round pick, I get it. I talked about that in segment number one as well. Mike Mayock, you've got to be critical of him and John Gruden because they both were on record of saying that those third round picks are valuable. And Mike Mayock, to a T, said that's like stealing. You know, those are the, the, you can get starters out of the third round. And out of three fr- third round picks, only one of them is even on the roster right now. And that is Brian Edwards. And he didn't play very much in 2020 because of injury. But we all know Limbo Jr., he's not going to be back with the Raiders. And Tanner Muse might be brought back once, they, uh, once he clears waivers, if he clears waivers. It's just, it's just a dangerous game to play. So, yes, you're, you're right on a part of the third-round picks have not worked out. And you can go back even further. Think about this. Antonio Brown, third and a fifth round pick. That's what they were ge- giving up to get him. That didn't work out. Another third round pick was, uh, who was the White Tiger? Uh, what Martavis Bryant. Remember him? Uh, traded a third round pick to Pittsburgh to get him. That didn't work out. I mean, it's just third round picks under the John Gruden era haven't really worked out. And, and that's on them. They've got to figure that out. That is some, But that's on them as a team. That's not on, on just one guy. That's on Gruden and on Mayock because they're attempting to build this team together. Thank you so much for that text. I definitely appreciate you. Next up is a call from T. Wolvey in Nashville. He's calling to talk about K.J. Wright and Gus Bradley and how important it is that Bradley is the Raiders defensive coordinator. Here he is, T. Wolvey, calling out of Nashville.
0: Q, T. Wolvey here in Nashville. Hope you're doing well, man. It sounds like you're living the dream. Just want to let you know that... uh super proud of you man and uh it's a it's a real treat to hear you do your thing for raider nation and uh i just want to tell raider nation a little thing i don't know this man from adam and every time i send him a message he always replies and wants to talk raiders and to me that's those little details that give you success in life is making everybody feel included he's not big time to anybody at least not yet anyway just wanted to talk about kj Wright. And uh, how lucky we are to actually have Gus Bradley and have these dudes want to wait around and play for a coach like that. You know, Harnett didn't develop as quick as we wanted to. So we can go get Casey Hayward. He doesn't come here. If, if Gus isn't here and then Nick Morrow goes down, Tanner Muse isn't working out. Clearly we just cut him. KJ's waiting in the wings. I mean, those are things that we didn't have the luxury of having in the past. We had to work super fast and overpay people in free agency to get any guys of this caliber. And and we all know the successful teams of Gruden has those veteran dudes there, those pre, that presence of leadership. And you can hear KJ talk. He he knows what's up. And he and the first thing he said, I want to get to know my teammates. So that's a leader. So I just wanted to say that we're lucky to have Gus and for him to have the impact on players for, for guys to want to play for him. And, and that's how you win that you build that culture and that chemistry and, and we're lucky and I hope it works out because if it does, and this defense is as good as it actually should be this year, this team is is going to be special. And, and all the Raider uh hater fans that want to talk all the trash, just, just sit back and and soak it in because it's going to be all right. and, I don't think you should reap the rewards if we win, if you're talking all that trash all the time. That's just me. Raider Nation, one love, out.
2: There he goes. T. Woolvy. thank you for the call, my man. And, yeah, it's a big deal to have Gus Bradley along as the defensive coordinator. And believe me. The Raiders were not the only team fighting for his services. My guy, Vinny Bonsignor, who does in the huddle following Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 from 4 to 6, he actually did a one-on-one with John Gruden on Monday, and Coach let it be known that he had to really recruit Bradley to the Silver and Black. There was other teams that were fighting for his services, so the Raiders uh, did a great job of bringing him in, and a lot comes with him, including Ron Miles and Richard Smith, along with the veteran players uh, that have been talked about that are are, are big-time additions to the defense. So uh, I think the Raiders are in a good position with this staff and with those players that were mentioned in a major way and so uh, yeah uh, definitely go check out Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter Uh, he has that piece that he put out after a one-on-one interview with head coach John Gruden. Next up is a text from Raider Matt in the OC. What up Q? Matt from the OC Tanner Muse release seems pretty surprising, especially since he was penciled in as a base D starter with Kukowski getting healthy Littleton and the addition of pyramid and right. Muse definitely didn't need to start, but still thought he'd keep a roster spot. What's your thoughts? Diablo getting healthy. Has anything to do with this cut? Did the Raiders already see more potential with Diablo over Muse crazy? How linebacker was such a weakness. And now it's looking like a strong part of this defense. Let's go Raiders. That's Raider Matt in the OC. And thank you so much for the uh, text, my man. I appreciate you. And that's the million dollar question. A lot of folks asking, why would you release Muse? and, you know, keep someone else on the roster, especially after you had Muse uh, penciled in as a, as a base starter. Well, uh, multiple reasons. Uh, I talked about it in segment number one, but I just don't think that they liked what they saw from Muse, uh, you know, after especially after the first couple preseason games. I, I just don't think that they've seen the development that they want to see. Uh, I think that they realized that to win and be a very successful team, they were going to need an upgrade. They went and got an upgrade. They got Perriman. They got K.J. Wright. You know, they got Corey Littleton now. Uh, Divine Diablo is a guy that's not going to be forced into action. Because I don't think he's ready either, you know. So there's multiple guys that aren't ready, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer, you know, if if uh, you know Diablo's ahead of Muse. I just know that right now they're trying to send Muse through waivers. I, I do believe that they want him on the roster, but they're just hoping that he clears waivers and then they'll pick him back up, which I do believe he's going to do. But we'll see. Uh, so it's a good question. So we'll just have to see how it all plays out. And whenever we get a chance to talk to John Gruden, of course, that'll be one of those questions that we ask. So thank you again for that text. I appreciate you. Next up is a call from my guy Joe, who originally from KC, now in the ATL. He's calling to talk about the Raiders cutting Tanner Muse, and he's not very happy about it. Here he is, Joe.
3: What up, Q? This your boy Joe, formerly of KC, currently of ATL, man. Uh, first off, want to congratulate you on your uh, recent uh, accomplishment. accomplishments, man. Uh, man, I, just, I, just, I love to see it, man. You've been grinding. Glad to be a part of this. Um but let me get back to the reason I'm calling. Uh, man, we just cut Tanner Muse, man. I, I hate that. I hate that. I've been a big fan of Tanner Muse. Um I was loving the, the development that we've seen throughout the course of the preseason. And I just don't see the point the point in, in cutting him when we got like thirteen defensive linemen right now, man. And I understand we wanna have those rotations, but thirteen D linemen and none of them are gonna be playing special teams. So why would we do that? Why would we, and I I feel like Tanner Muse has a chance to be a player in this league. So I won't be surprised if he doesn't clear waivers, man, and this is just this is one of those moves, man, that really makes me question what's going on with the organization. It just seems like we just do things that just doesn't it just don't make sense, man. And I'm trying to rock with with, with who we have in place, but this is just one of those things that just makes me be like, what the f- man? I, I I just don't get it, man. I, I'm 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 holding tight and I'm being optimistic. I love the talent that we have on the team, but sometimes we just do things like this. and just I don't understand it, man. But still riding with the guys, man. Hopefully everything works out. You know, on a positive note, man. Maybe we can get him on a practice squad, and somebody doesn't try to take him off there, man. But that's my spiel, man. Ready to show out, man.
2: There he is, Joe, originally from Kansas City, now in the ATL. And thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Totally understand the frustration, my man. I mean, Tanner Muse is a guy. He was a third round pick. Mayock said multiple times it's like stealing. You got to get starters out of the third round, and two out of three from 2020 are now gone. So I get it. I get it, and that's something that they have to hold and be held accountable for. There's no way that you could dress that up. It's still two third-round picks that went for nothing when they had three. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So thank you so much for that, and that's going to kind of wrap up today's show. I still got a text from Raider Black. Got a call from J. Peasy in the 209, Brother Marquise in the 305. I'll get to all those tomorrow. Plus, we'll have more news and notes of the day. I don't know uh, what players are going to meet with the media today outside of Peyton Barber. Not sure what coaches are going to meet with the media today, but we'll have that. Plus, I'll be on site at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center to do my show from 2 to 4 on Raider Nation Radio 920 and we'll have plenty to talk about on tomorrow's show as it's game week baby we're getting closer and closer to the kickoff of the 2021 season for the Raiders as they play Monday Night Football all eyes will be on Allegiant Stadium going to be such a fun time i cannot wait and uh every day we get a little bit closer man it just gets me a little bit more excited and i know raider nation you are pumped up and excited as well so until then raider nation take care of yourself love on your family do what you do and most importantly as always just win baby